0: Today's New Testament reading is the first epistle to Timothy, the fifth and sixth chapters. Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, You shall not muzzle an ox when it treads out the grain, and the laborer deserves his wages. Do not admit a charge against an elder, except on the evidence of two or three witnesses. As for those who persist in sin, rebuke them in the presence of all, so that the rest may stand in fear. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus and of the elect angels, I charge you to keep these rules without prejudging, doing nothing from partiality. Do not be hasty in the laying on of hands nor take part in the sins of others. Keep yourself pure. No longer drink only water, but use a little wine for the sake of your stomach and your frequent ailments. The sins of some men are conspicuous, going before them to judgment, but the sins of others appear later. So also good works are conspicuous, and even those that are not Teach and urge these things. This is the word of the Lord. For today's meditation on God's word, we welcome Pastor Brian Albrecht.
1: Many among us have been there, those of us who are or have raised children. It's Christmas Eve night, very late at night, long after our Christmas Eve services have been concluded. After midnight, we are assembling, assembling the perfect gift for a child, The perfect gift for our child. It's a struggle to get it done. A struggle to get it done right. Especially if we ignore the instructions. Follow the plan to ensure success. Follow the plan to bring a better outcome. Which in turn provides more rest, more peace, more joy, more hugs in the morning. Here the Apostle Paul is writing to Timothy, one who is like a son to him. But at the same time, he's writing to the church in Ephesus, and he's writing to us today. At this point, a letter to leaders, pastors and teachers, servants of the gospel. And Paul's including instructions, instructions to bring about the desired outcome. Harmony, peace and joy within the church, and effective ministry to the community and the world around us. Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching, chapter five, verse 17. Elders, presbyterio, leaders in the church, especially those in the preaching and teaching office, those who rule, proestotis, who take the lead. Those who do this well are to be considered worthy of honor, double honor, but who among us is worthy of anything, at least anything good. In our nature, we are only worthy of condemnation, the fiery wrath of God against our sin, Of ourselves, we have no capability of ruling or leading well. In truth, we are totally unworthy of any such honor. But in the office, in the office that we've been called to, in that office of public ministry, it's the office that is to be worthy of double honor. Our actions, our diligence, our dedication, our love and compassion should bring honor to the office. And now Paul provides us with the instruction sheet as we go about our work. We are indeed entitled to support the earthly support of our needs by our congregations, our churches. Our earthly needs are to be met as we quote, tread out the grain. That involves separating wheat from chaff. Old Simeon in Luke chapter two puts it this way. Behold, this child is appointed to cause the rise and fall of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against. Verse 34, this child, Christ Jesus, his gospel will separate the wheat from the chaff. It'll cause those who hear to receive and believe to rise. It'll cause those who refuse and reject to fall. We tread out the grain as we bring and proclaim the gospel message, our proclamation, our teaching, entrusted to us from the Lord himself. But at the same time, like that ox, we are to be content with our sustenance, Hoarding or seeking to enrich ourselves in the things of this world are to have no place in our lives. Next comes the serious subject of dealing with the sin in our midst, something that will always be there, something that will always be around us. And we must always seek to deal in all fairness and all justice. Sin must be confronted, lest it infect the church and ultimately destroy it, and like a leaven spread throughout all of it. The apostle exhorts Timothy, the elders in Ephesus, and all who come after, including us, that we must not ever show favoritism, prejudice, or partiality. Accusers of elders are to present their case, a case that must be substantiated by more than one witness. Those who persist in sin when confronted are to be reproved publicly for the good of all. Those brought forward for leadership must be fully vetted. Don't we all hang curtains on our life that we do not wish others to look behind? While at the same time, humility, a gift from God, often shields our loving kindness and compassion from full view of the world. Finally, at the beginning of chapter 6, Paul exhorts the slaves who have come into the church. Today, we might consider us to be in the lower class. While in the church, we are all equal. We are all called to serve. Each is called his or her worldly station as ministers in their own realm. In his letter to the church at Philippi, Paul writes, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than from yourselves. Chapter 2, verse 3. Our work should reflect our faithfulness and our love for Christ, our Master, the one who humbled himself unto death, even death on a cross for us. Working under the power and guidance of the Holy Spirit, our Lord empowers us to worthy service. Service that yields a harvest of righteousness builds up his kingdom, bringing double honor to the office that we've been called to, that office of public ministry, gospel proclamation, gospel teaching, the role of leadership in the Church of Christ Jesus, which in turn fills our hearts with peace, joy, hope, and rest, all in our Lord Jesus Christ and in him alone. Amen.